0: Do you ever want to be a guest on a super cool podcast hosted by a glamorous power couple from their cutting-edge home studio on the outskirts of a major metropolitan world hub? Hollywood anyone? Us too. Until then, let's pretend. One of these days, you might get a DM, a PM, an EM, or even a message in a bottle inviting you to join my husband and I for an hour or two in our chat lab, working on solutions for all the world's problems. And when you are invited, there's only one response. Yeah, uh-huh. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us on Yeah, uh uh-huh with Lisa and Phil. This week, we have Troy Tucker. He's a former model, a chef. I consider him to be an artist based on the pictures of his um, food that he makes as a chef. So I think he takes his art heritage and combines it with his love of cooking. He is a Johnny Cash fan, which you will find out during the podcast. And he is our nephew. Thanks for joining us, Troy.
1: Thanks for having me. Welcome, Troy. It's great to see you. Uh, uh, last, last time we saw you, it was 2011, I think, when we made the trip to Mount Carroll. And mm-hmm. we had the uh, pleasure of spending
2: an afternoon with you. I think we went to a park to kind of overlook mm-hmm. the river. It was really it's, cool that was in uh savannah illinois oh. they all kind of interjoined right here <laughs> yeah but uh, being a being a cook we partook of your cooking during
1: that trip you had mm-hmm. a restaurant at the time bellas i think
3: yeah. correct mm-hmm. Remembered
1: uh, enjoying a couple of really nice meals your version of cincinnati chili which i guess the reason, region region was wasn't good. really familiar with and that was really good
3: mm-hmm.
1: but on this uh on this day that we uh spent with you you took us to this Biker bar, it looked like it was set up for live music and it um, looked like a pretty sizable bar and
3: there was a
0: tattoo parlor attached. Yeah.
1: Tattoos mm-hmm. and piercing. And we we had
2: mm-hmm. a big poop together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Many poops out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yep. I helped yeah, I helped work uh with Kevin for a little while there mm-hmm. and the 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 name came I he told me and others the name came from when he was young he was like on a baseball team and he got hit by a bird twice in the head oh wow with a bird with well by you know by their poop so twice in in the same game That's so yeah (laughs) yeah and so they uh all started calling him poopy and um, that's where the the biker bar's name came from Hmm. so right yeah I was helping out there for a while and turned around and, I mean, people would get that, you know, one pound burger, and mm-hmm. um, but amazingly people would shoot for three, you know, like three patties, you know? So this thing was like,
3: oh, wow. It, no.
2: It'd take two servers to walk it out.
0: You know? Yeah, <laughs> No. Was that like a challenge thing where they would get it for free and a picture on the wall or it never developed into that? Uh,
2: it, no, Kevin just kind of, rolled his eyes at him <laughs> yeah. but,
0: Man, but yeah. of too. It's How like, much you was, asked for it here you go here's your forty dollar yeah. burger.
2: Yeah. Yeah. in the meat in the meantime they'd have like midget wrestling in the back and mm-hmm. it was just crazy. It <laughs> yeah. was a
0: biker place.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah that yeah, was bikers it was, was actually
0: biking. i was comfortable there i mean i didn't feel. Yeah. You know, but i mean we went during the day during the lunch time and uh we were it was like between lunch and dinner so we were really the only customers there
2: right right at
0: the time yeah
1: yeah, but yeah. Just looking around you could imagine you could imagine what it would be yeah, like with, with you the know, place wall and band playing and all that stuff would have been pretty cool but that was the biggest hamburger I mean that that thing was huge I've never seen anything (laughs) like that since
3: have you
0: have you ever had the uh, urge to grill one yourself hun
1: no I don't think the surface of my grill could manage that
0: (laughs) (laughs) just barely and we have to split it with four people (laughs) well
1: you'd need a snow shovel to flip it yeah that's right
3: right right I mean
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, th- I I thought you should have named it like gluttony, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. right. Right. Well,
0: especially the, oh, well, they could call it the uh, gluttony of poop. Oh, yeah. When See?
2: they do the three patties. <laughs>
0: Make it glutton.
2: Right. Make it glutton. Absolutely. <laughs> so are you still in Mount Carroll or? Or
0: are you in uh, yeah, I or just, Richmond?
2: Or No, I was in Dubuque, Iowa for like the last eight years and i just came back um mm-hmm. uh, uh, me and my wife separated so I, I moved back to mount Carroll to be with the kids so mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah
1: the area was really i really enjoyed it because uh that that's where the band um well rockford is where the band um uh, you know, robin zander Uh, Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick is strong. Um, Mm -hmm. And also the American Pickers were kind of headquartered in that general area. So we actually went to Frank's shop from American Pickers. Well, we went to
0: a shop that Frank has. There's one of his shops.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He has more than one. Yeah.
0: Just so listeners know that.
2: Right. Right.
1: Just a neat area. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it is. It's pretty cool. You know, even between here and Iowa, like Mm -hmm. the hotel I worked in, was owned by Al Capone, and oh wow, and so his vaults and everything else are still in there. Um, turn around, and
0: you think how on one... Rivera is going to want to open them? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: um, actually, now, yeah, actually, guests pay big money to, to utilize those rooms that were his, you know, and there's like the Capone suite and all that stuff. And the story is oh, that yeah. from this hotel and by his vantage point, you know, by the windows and everything else, he could see the Wisconsin highway, the Illinois highway and Iowa. So he could see if the police or anything are coming in to raid him from any direction. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And he was far, it was far away from the Chicago gangs and stuff. It was a retreat for him. So, Yeah. 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 And then right down the street, we had the field of dreams, the actual field of dreams baseball diamonds so we would have all of the Lots castings of and stuff, stuff come out oh yeah
1: yeah man, that's awesome now if i had i had not, i had no idea if i'd have known that i'd have been all over that i mean yeah
2: you know being yeah they all come back every year for for a big huge like event on the field of dreams and stuff like that and right. it's kind of cool yeah
0: well Very, and you're doing yeah. um Field of Dreams games every year. Right. They
1: did one. The first one this year was the Yankees versus the White Sox, and the Reds are actually going to play in it next year. So, right. You know, maybe that'd be
2: a good opportunity to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Come up,
0: see you guys. Stay at that. Oh, yeah.
2: That would be awesome.
0: Stayed at when we brought uh, Lois
3: up.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be incredible. That would be great. Yeah. There's Mm. plenty of things, especially two of them, even like election times, I never experienced a caucus until I was in Iowa, you know, like that was weird, you know, because, you know, every politician staying in, in the hotel, Mm -hmm. so you're, you're cooking or service stuff. It it was, it was interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess in the service industry or in, in restaurant business and you being a chef, the amount of people that, that pass through. And the diversity of the people that pass through, celebrities, politicians, like you say, underworld figures, you probably see mm-hmm. quite a bit in that, you know, in that industry. You do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You do. Yeah. You're, you're surrounded by it quite often. Yeah. You know.
0: Now, as the chef did, were there like, were there special requests and demands? I know that you can cook vegan because to, to cook for your sister and. Amanda and her husband, Danny, and Mm then vegetarian, of course. But what about other special needs? Like for instance, would you get like someone coming in with a nut allergy and have to clean the kitchen of nuts or something? Did that ever? Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a lot of protocols involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I even did kosher wedding one time where. The whole kitchen had to be removed of everything and mm-hmm. had to have a rabbi, rabbi come in and bless everything before we could even continue cooking for like 500 people. So, yeah. Well,
0: and I know... And if you, whoever
2: booked that, I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> <laughs> Do think about it next
0: time. I know that... Um... I know that most time, when you see on uh, on like House Hunters, you'll see a kitchen that has two ovens, two refrigerators, two this, two that, and usually that was a home that was occupied by Orthodox Jewish Jewish people mm-hmm. because Correct. they want to keep everything completely separate. The the milk and yep. the dairy, the meat and the dairy, have to be separate.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah. is there? Is it more than that? I mean, I know there's a lot more to it than that.
2: Like I said, yeah, you know, you have to have it blessed by a rabbi. All that they usually, of course, keep a few of members of the family within the room along with you. Just yeah, all the way you around. Make
0: sure it. You're doing it right.
2: I've 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 only done one, and um, <laughs> you want to do it again? Yeah, um, I, I've, I have nothing against it besides. You know, like if your kitchen is not designed for it, it can right. be a headache, not because of it being kosher or anything like that. It's just, if your kitchen is not set up to be kosher, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's massive work. <laughs> the logistics right. of it. It's right. just not right. Right. Yeah.
1: prepared. You know, right. Like your mom was on a couple of episodes ago. We loved my sister, loved Terry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She told mm-hmm. us the story of how she served. O.J. Simpson, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> during, before
0: the yeah. murders, before he met Nicole,
1: and it, it, it he had actually, you know, made advances towards her. So I'm, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. do you have any? Do you have any celebrity? He stories? did like blondes. Not, not, not that anybody
2: had any advances on you, but I'm just saying.
0: Or hey, any... did anybody hit on you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> My most recent was Joe Biden. Oh,
0: did he hit on you? No, just kidding. He didn't
2: hit on me, but he oh. made his rounds. He made uh-huh. his rounds. This was this is just shortly before the election. Yeah. He was in Iowa again campaigning, right? And yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. To say did, the least.
0: Did the time that you spent with him change in any way your your political leaning, your 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 vote, that kind of thing?
2: No, I mean. Uh, Most of us
0: know what we're going to do and, and it doesn't really see the art light he has on his art back there. I like that. Yeah, I we should get something. We bought some art lights and they don't work. Oh, really? Hi. Subject. Sweep.
2: Yeah. This I'm... one I had, to just yeah be uh, rewire, but yeah, it's just an old print of Ireland. Mm. Yeah. Scholar,
0: Sorry. So. It's my ADD. Yeah. Off. Yeah.
2: I don't think that that has anything um, to do but with Biden. Yeah. We
0: can go back to politics <laughs> and Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it was interesting. He he came in in his leather jacket, his aviator glasses, you know, down Ooh. from his room, and I was doing a I was doing a Sunday brunch buffet.
3: Ooh, and yeah.
2: He made his way through, and you know, like mm-hmm. it, it was interesting. You know, all these characters they seem a little they seem a little more like man. They do some real work on them when it comes to video, because
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: in person they're just. The They're not house. as big as they seem on, on,
3: oh, yeah, on the yeah. news,
2: you know. But uh, he, he patted tall? the. Sh- yeah, Yeah, he is a little tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He patted a couple of girls at the five and Bloody Marys. It was like ladies. And yeah, and yeah, not, a, not like I had a lot of direct conversation with him or anything else. But we did have, however, we did have a toilet go out in the girls' bathroom.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And so... I was in there checking on the janitorial staff and stuff and he was in there working on it. And it was flooding and everything else. And so, and the signs are big in the hallways. Like they, mm-hmm. they're, they vertically stand out, just boom, you know, ladies room.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Next minute we look up and Biden's like, hello. And then he stopped. <laughs> I was like, what mm-hmm. are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he found himself in the girl's bathroom. Oh, you're, hey, you're kid. You know crazy. what?
0: As, as big as the signs are, I know when I'm in a hurry. No, well, um, I don't always pay attention. I have ended up in the men's room more than once. Well,
1: that's a crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. I've done that. I did that too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, but that's yeah. just crazy. That the one time you meet the president of the United States, the <laughs> is when he incorrectly goes into the women's <coughs>
0: room. Yeah, <laughs> right.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, but I mean, I. What is it i uh I was at one time it was the roller rink, and I'd been to this roller rink like dozens of times. It wasn't my first time uh, but I end up in the men's room on skates and I'm sitting down, and it's not until a guy comes in and starts using the urinal next to the the stall that I realize oops. So I'm like 12 to 13, you know, and, and so I just sit there until there's nobody in there. And then I really quick just skate out. Yeah. And I mean, I'm literally <laughs> in the men's room on skates. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. That is wow. Movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I know some people that would uh, run with that one, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not exactly. Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> we've had Charlie Sheen and Bernie. So. Yeah, so it was a Char- it was a stop for
1: the Iowa caucus. I mean, it was yeah. a hotbed for when the Iowa mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, every every 4 years, man, they just flood the gates mm-hmm. everybody. Charlie Sheen was definitely interesting. I think he still was on that tigers blood because like like yeah. His his bodyguards would have to come down and apologize for him at the bar. <laughs> 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 yeah he was he yeah. was all who were the they, they
0: apologizing to everybody or was it just a uh, blanket apology
2: no mainly the bartenders that cut him off <laughs> 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 <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> cut him off yeah i think that was i think that was for one of the field of dreams things he was one yeah, of the guests, he's such a celebrities
0: so he's likely to be there because he's of, a major red fan.
2: If, if he's not
1: blacklisted. Right, right. <laughs> <But> you don't, <laughs> don't him any, anymore, but...
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah I, you see a lot in that industry, I'm sure. Mm. I'm, You know, yeah. I, I kind of got into uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain's show, Parts Unknown. Yeah. That was on Netflix. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It really gave me uh, a wider view of what it means to be a chef.
0: Yeah, he still didn't want to eat weird food, i.e. Indian <laughs> Some stuff. He,
1: well, I mean, mm-hmm. his show was not just about the food; it was about the culture, right. the place he visited, and I how, did like that food and great. Uh, was he any kind yeah. of
0: inspiration
1: to you, or I mean, you were already uh, absolutely
2: up. before uh, there was really technically the food network or anything else. I was already reading Kitchen Confidential, It's That's like the Cook's Diary, you know, the, and, or uh, the Bible okay. per right. se, and uh, yeah. So I've I've always. Definitely, that's one of the few out of them that I actually admired. Mm-hmm. He he was raw, he was real. He never really um, succumbed to the whole fame or anything like that. So yeah. I always liked him. I mean, as far as you know, even his past and stuff. I I I've had my own opinions on that, but like because mm-hmm. he he was dealing with highly political people, you know. As a guest, celebrity chef, or cooking format parties, so I know from working with mayors and stuff, I've heard a lot of behind the scenes conversations that you're not supposed to hear. You know, like I, I forget the total amount of chefs in the White House that accidentally fallen down cliffs. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but, wow. Um, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and you know, just the whole thing mm. was that he had a new show that was specifically going after that. And he was working on it with his own pocket and everything else. And he started saying, I'm not going to mention whose names, but he started saying like, listen, don't, you obviously know the goons are coming after you. If, if you, if you start digging into this person or this person, blah, blah, blah. He was talking about certain political heads and. And right, he continued these just a week out before his death. So um, I don't know. I I think you know the squeakiest wheel gets the, the the oil or however you say it, you know. But yeah, he was he was diving into a very political show that he was starting on with his experience personally. So mm-hmm. I think that he was like ruffling some feathers not saying that's that's what happened to him I just know that he had depression problems in the past but it would be really easy to yeah and yeah so I just thought it was uh interesting ending because there's a lot more to things that he had set up just for the following days and everything else that normally you wouldn't do if you were just gonna let yourself go in a hotel room you know but I don't know I, I personally yeah, yeah
3: yeah
1: well you know I would heard these things like he is, he was depressed or he had depression and then he mm-hmm. had issues with drugs and alcohol and things like that and I obviously all I knew him was from his personality on the TV show I never read his, the book he referred to although I I know it was a number one hit I've, kind of catapulted. I, it.
2: I yeah I definitely recommend it for anyone whether you're in culinary or not it's it's it goes through the whole back door of a kitchen and the amount of drugs and rock and roll and everything else that are involved in. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was right in the middle of watching his show. Like, you know, the whole series was on Netflix and I was just, I was just consuming them, you know, just, yeah I thought it was really, yeah. really, and so when, when he, when I heard the news the Morning after he died, I was like, I was really shocked because it, I, yeah. even with all these other things going on, I didn't, it didn't seem like anything was trended towards something like that, so.
2: right? Well, he just got married too, I believe. Oh, don't I quote thought, me I right. mean,
0: they talked about a girlfriend,
2: yeah. So don't news. quote me on that. He, I believe they just got yeah. married, they, okay? They, they were just getting ready to, you know, yeah, I'm just paraphrasing some of the news. I heard I there was you something say- with them, either they they already. Got married, or
1: I think I think that the woman was on the show. Actually, they, they, they I can't recall her name. Mm-hmm. She was
0: like in production or something right. that she, was, she did.
1: They were on camera having dinner, talking. Well,
0: yeah, um... but I mean, she was also at least part of the time she was on staff too. Mm-hmm. She right. worked with the show sometimes.
1: So, did his uh, culinary style influence yours as well, or
2: you know, I liked his whole natural theme. Like, because I kind of. Mm-hmm. Worked through culinary on the same deals because, right? I mean, I think he was on like Good Morning America or something, and and they had him cook something, and he turned around and um, he's sitting there and starts saying, "Okay, now we're gonna add the butter." They just start giggling, like, "Wow, that's a that's a lot of butter." Wow, that's <laughs> hey. and he finally like slams the bowl down and looks at him. And he's like, he's like, "What do you want?" And, Want want me to use, I can't believe it's not butter. I can.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
2: Like margarines. Yeah. 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 In other words, he's having to contaminate his recipe with uh, some kind of synthetic butter product. Yeah. Right. And that's a lot of our issues today. Like, like we never had a peanut allergy, you know, in the past. Mm -hmm. That's something that kind of happened recently. Again, that was because even. Which not, I'm again, I'm not opposed to them, but even the vaccinations would be put in petri dishes, and they would use the peanut protein for nice. to feed off of. So then, when the body's being injected with this, your body sees it as um, an intruder, mm-hmm. and that's where people built up allergies against stuff like peanuts. And- Okay, nuts. no, I did
0: not realize that. That is totally new information. And it really does kind of speak to that and, and kind of, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, new to us at least. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, that if they put something like that, a known allergen in to the food, it might cause, I know that some people do as they grow up, get either less allergic or they stop being allergic.
2: Right, then, you right. Know, yeah, yeah. And the gluten thing was big, and right. there's, you know, well, there's that a different.
0: Can that be connected to vaccinations as well?
3: Gluten?
2: Oh, I believe that the. I mean, I this is just my my ideas, but I believe that the the gluten thing. I mean, there's a difference between the celiac and
3: mm-hmm. gluten
2: intolerance. So right. it's not technically an allergy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If if anything, it's just going to make you go to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> like but. Yeah. I it's believe that
0: kill you like a peanut allergy could.
2: Right, right, and I believe that that the amount of GMO and everything else that's being forced into the grains has mm-hmm. uh, changed the whole cell structure and DNA of wheat products. Right. That's mm-hmm. where you're seeing people having a reaction to it because I mean, people have been eating bread from the beginning of time, right? Never heard of this before, <laughs> you know? Well,
0: like, for instance, me. As a baby, my mom could not feed me cream of wheat, couldn't eat the stuff. It was just, I I would get like, it was awful. So she just didn't give me cream of wheat. Now I enjoy the taste of whole wheat bread, but I did find out when I had allergy testing in my twenties that I actually tested positive for whole wheat. Now that's not processed wheat. It's something in the healthy quote unquote part of the wheat where they take the husk off before they process it that's Mm -hmm. the part i'm allergic to so i can eat regular white bread now for a while i did just do the gluten-free thing because it made it easier to avoid whole wheat because if it's gluten-free there's not whole wheat in it but you know now even with keto it still does whole wheat so i have to watch that because i can do wheat products i just can't do whole wheat it does make huh. me sick. And what really makes me sick is one of my favorite breads is uh, Longhorn does this honey wheat that they serve mm-hmm. warm with butter. And, uh, yeah,
1: that is really good. It is sick. So <laughs> and, <laughs> and,
0: and I will make my, I will sit there and I will be like, do I, do I take a bite? And if I take two bites of that, like a half an hour after the meal, I don't feel good. And it's not just going to the bathroom. It's like my whole system just feels, yeah. just a you know, a, yeah, as a graphic, Ugh. just everything, my joints, you name it. I actually, I think it causes some inflammation. So I do have to tell myself, no, no matter how much you like this bread, no.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and being on keto, it makes it easier because we're not eating you know, non keto breads,
2: yeah, right, and yeah, I, definitely people have a reaction to. I've noticed in the restaurant business, there's a lot of people that just mm-hmm. use the gluten free thing to feel more special and entitled. Yeah. I would say that, that, to right. have something made up and prepared separately for them because you know, yeah. like because even things that included gluten, I'd mm-hmm. be like, well, they can't have that. You can let them know it's got gluten in it. And then they turn around and be like, ah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm specialist for so
2: that. They're just putting it through the Yeah.
0: No, that looks good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then the yeah. other thing
0: is even like growing up, I I did not care for pastas. Macaroni and cheese would let's just say it would make a return trip. <laughs> until I was like, I couldn't eat mac and cheese until my teens.
1: Yeah. So speaking of re- yeah. allergic reactions, I remember mm-hmm. when we were there, you kind of had an allergic reaction when we ordered some ranch dressing to go with our chicken uh yeah. strips. Or Was something. that an <laughs> allergic reaction or just a reaction? <laughs> reaction.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Like
2: ranch? Really? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, ranch. That's that's just one of my snobberies there. You know, I don't know. I. I can't get through an aisle in a grocery store without being like ranch dip, ranch chips, ranch dressing, ranch. I'm like ranch everything. Oh. Like, <laughs> what is this stuff? Yeah. No, but, um,
0: yeah, what's in? Yeah, it? I just everything.
2: <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. every yeah.
0: It's like every uh, herb and 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 every salted thing you can imagine
2: well yeah he just
1: just MSG yeah Yeah. Yeah, he was like from Mm -hmm. a chef's point of view MSG MSG
0: you name it probably yeah yeah
1: right you know what let's take a sponsor and
0: um and and
1: we'll come back and and pick the pick up this conversation in the kitchen the staff begin to wilt in the hundred degree heat and Gordon's approach isn't doing much for morale
3: Thanks, Simon What's he doing
0: now?
2: Why aren't you wiping the plates?
3: Spice,
2: Why aren't you wiping the plates? Chips now What's he doing, Mark, that jerk? Is he talking right. there, uncle? Yeah. No. Go, please, double six. Go, Go. Go. come on, Jan.
3: On it. you are you? Yes. Come here, come here, Why aren't you wiping the plates? Why aren't you wiping the plates? Every time there's food on the pass, where
0: should it be? We, on the f***ing pass. Yes, stay here. Next time, you're out. Yes, okay? Yes, hey, young man, that's three times in half an hour we're looking for you. Next time, finish. Okay? Hey, big boy, your choice. You want to stand there talking to the f***ing kitchen boards all night or standing here doing
2: your job? What do you prefer? Stay here. Well, stay here. Yes. Every time there's food on the pass, on the pass. Yes.
0: The whole thing with Gordon, <laughs> husband, I've seen a lot of stuff that, That says that Gordon Ramsay is actually a really nice guy, but he's just firm and he's got standards and he yells. But then you've got Mr. Triple D who comes across as a great guy, everybody's (coughs) buddy. but it turns out maybe not so much.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't keep up on him a whole lot just because like Anthony Bourdain for one, I'd sit in the kitchen and read his book. Yeah. The Whole Food Network thing—it was mainly designed at nights. And if you work in culinary, you're not home to watch any of that. I mean, once in a while, yeah, you might pull one episode up on your phone or something per se, but you're not. And once you're not working, you kind of steer away from looking at a kitchen or anything going on in it. So Ramsey, Ramsey. He gives you actually maybe a better idea of how kitchen runs. Like you've got in a kitchen, you know, it, it is very much yes, chef, no, chef. It's run very militant and it's got to be because you've got people passing by with pans of hot oil. You got people walking around with sharp chef knives. It's very high paced. It's very under pressure. And if your team isn't organized, Someone's going to get hurt, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you, you know what? Like, hurt feelings isn't something that is part of the kitchen in most places.
0: Counter space that no matter how big the kitchen is, there's small places where people are passing each other back and forth.
2: So, there are yeah. times you have yeah. to crack the whip. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You do, and you know, not to brag about it, but yeah, you know, you might have a young dishwasher that just like all kinds of rules, like you don't break the line, meaning like uh, mm-hmm. a server or a dishwasher does not ever walk onto a kitchen line. That's just a no, no, you don't do that. You know, like um, that's, and all these things are in place to keep people from being injured too at the same time and keep the production going. Cause, like, unlike how I could do a wedding for 500 here and another 200 here in one night, and that's fine, yeah. you know. That's but a- yeah. yeah. And, but, but then you might do 200 in the restaurant, but mm-hmm. they've got a menu that you don't know what anyone's going to order. And you, mm-hmm. two hundred orders come in onto your line, you know. Like these places were doing, you know, just off the restaurant a couple hours doing like 16,000 in food, you know? So wow. it's high pressure, high volume, you know? Yep. Mm.
0: Um, and it has to be high quality.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you put your name on it and stuff yeah. like that. So I,
0: I don't know if you remember this, but I actually did go to a chef school for, I only went two semesters mm-hmm. and I did for a couple of years, I worked in restaurants. I worked in one was a diner where I went from dishwasher to sort of sous chef and then up to actually doing some cooking. And then, what is it? And then I also worked at a a local bar with a restaurant, with a, like a kitchen. And so I was literally like in charge of the kitchen. I was it. I was the kitchen staff. Mm -hmm. The most important thing I did was wear a shirt that was slightly too tight and showed off a lot of cleavage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the big thing there. Well, that and the yeah. the owner loved how I did the fish. When he ordered the fish, he said I did mm-hmm. it better than anybody he'd ever, you know. Uh, well, I do guess it.
1: the unspoken thing is you have awesome. somebody out there that's having dinner,
0: mm-hmm.
3: getting
1: ready to go to a play or some mm-hmm. kind of concert or something like that. Maybe right. a VIP. Mm-hmm. And their time mm-hmm. is like, you know, you got to deliver their meal right. on a timely basis too. Right. I mean, all that Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. I can see Mm -hmm. where you have
0: to keep the rice held together. I mean, at that diner, the diner that I worked at, I mean, the Sunday breakfast was just ridiculous. But I was the one, there's something that they do today that I started. What I did was for the breakfast, whenever the silverware came back, I would put it into a, I would put soak it in cold water before I let it go through the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. And they still do that to Mm -hmm. this day. And the reason for that is, of course, they never had anybody, after I started doing that, they never had a single complaint about egg on the fork after that.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Soak in the silverware. Uh Yeah.
0: Just cold water for a few minutes. (laughs) And I even did that for like dinner. Why not? It just, we just made it up.
1: So in your current uh, role, maybe you don't, I don't know if you do this at the hotel or not, but, or, or, you You know, when you had Bellas, you booked a lot of the music, or I guess all of the musical acts, and Mm -hmm. it was kind of a big part of your experience or the dining experience there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, I know that Rick Nelson's daughter, I believe, performed for you. Uh,
2: Let's see here. Uh, Miles Nielsen, the son, Miles Nielsen, he, he had performed there. She was going to perform, I believe, and that was right prior to me deciding to shut it down. So yeah, but there, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of music out here. It's, you know, country area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that I had going was there's a lake, gated lake about 25 or something like that, just a little ways away. And they're all from Chicago. So there was nothing out here really, but like, near burgers and near bar food and stuff like that so i wanted to bring in something that was a little um higher end yeah right and so i i kind of glued to that attraction and stuff like that but then incorporating music too and jazz and blues mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that and because there's an appetite for that as well out here because there really wasn't anywhere find that you know so yeah, and we'd have everything from the bagpipes on St. Patty's Day to mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the, the the blues
1: guitarists that you would have. We have an interest in blues music. One of our friends, Dave.
2: Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And he would do kind of ten penny blues, you know, kind of New Orleans style um, stuff. Yeah.
3: Now, did uh, you
0: did you have to did you have to pay for talent or was it yeah?
2: Like- Oh, yeah, okay. I
0: don't think yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how that works exactly. Yeah. That's... Sometimes they work for you know like 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 Dave said sometimes they get ten dollars and a couple of beers.
2: <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you know yeah. depending on the act or whatever else. Right. Fortunately my place was small enough that I could mm-hmm. o- only do maybe a small band per se or a duet you know like that so um, mm-hmm. the pricing is a lot lower than normal. Some of the bands' pricing would go up to like $800. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't push for that. I did end up eventually Mm -hmm. doing a a block fest where I had like 12 bands in one day and two stages.
3: And,
2: and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. blocked off the whole area around Bellas. Yeah.
3: Cool. It's
0: nice that they, you know, yeah. Did you feel that Mount Carroll was supportive of your efforts with Bellas?
2: Yeah, like even the mayor's always been supportive. You know, mm-hmm. he he designed a liquor license for me when there no, wasn't one okay. available. You know, yeah, that's all the other sides of like the restaurant industry. People don't see; they see the they see the food and the bar and the array of liquor and all that stuff, but they don't see the dram shop insurance and mm-hmm. and the amount of the linens that are being paid for and the you know, the health department licenses and your state and city liquor license and your, I mean, it's just, there is just, just, you know, you got to have a passion for it for sure. Cause yeah. there's not I, a whole lot of money in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's I, not I a whole lot enough. of money in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the hours, and I like, see my friends half the time because they weren't in the industry you know that kind of stuff,
1: right? You're working when everybody yeah, else is having
0: exactly
1: like, their time off. Their right, downtime, right? You know, having a drink, right?
0: Yeah, so. yeah, and then at one point I found out yeah. that um, I would be cooking in the evening when I would work, and I might be the only person there. And at the diner, they were famous for their fried chicken, and people would go in and order for fried chicken and not pick it up, and the staff could bring it home and. I found out that some of my friends were doing that so that I would bring home some chicken because they'd been smoking, <laughs> let's just say smoking all evening and were hungry for fried chicken.
2: Yeah, I can, I've heard a few stories like that <laughs> yeah. my time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so.
2: Yeah. We, we even like in most restaurants, we've resorted to going to clear garbage bags mm-hmm. because too many garbage bags were going out with a full ribeye. Mm-hmm. like loin <laughs> wow you know, so, so so everyone went to yeah and the, the whole idea of like okay. never trust us right
1: you see that mm-hmm. uh, we watch that show bar rescue we see that where you know mm-hmm. there, there are people on staff and whether, sometimes it's inadvertent sometimes it's just a matter of overpouring drinks you know but sometimes yeah. it's actually yep. graft and theft you know
3: right right
1: <laughs> it is another thing sure you got to juggle mm-hmm. with all these other responsibilities if you're a chef? You know, you got to wonder what the hell.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Got to have values in the back of your head, I guess. So. Right. Uh, I mean.
0: So I guess you've had to fire people.
2: Oh yeah, you you find stuff all the time. Like it's mm-hmm. it comes with the business, you know. Yeah. That, you know, like I mean, keep like, even with servers, a lot of serving staff, not a lot, not all of them. There's plenty right. of good ones out there, but mm-hmm. you know that that longing for an instant pay every day through tipping and everything else is mm-hmm. part of there's, right. you know, the it, 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 it sometimes attracts a, a kind of, uh person mm-hmm. that, that uh, needs something instantaneously, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and not uh, for all of them, but, but um, I
0: have a relative yeah. on my side that um, Troy is, on philip's side he's our nephew on philip's side and i have a relative on my side who um he adjusted his tips when he was working in a restaurant and they caught him
3: mm-hmm.
0: and i mean he got fired from the restaurant but he was he had this way of being charming to the point where people wouldn't prosecute and i'm right. not sure that was always in his
3: favor
2: yeah, yeah. right because well, he's
0: a little older than you or about your age and he's still living at home with his parents and he's only allowed to see his daughter or supervised visits. So literally she visits her grandparents and he just happens to be there.
1: Right. Well, it happens. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah. people mm-hmm. that, are, that are living day to day, like Troy said, you know, you, get, yeah. you got an hour or two left in your mm-hmm. shift and you're like, Oh my God, I only got $10 in tips. I got, yeah. I got to make this up. Somewhere. You got to so, be like, a better mm-hmm. server than Tonight, that. Tonight, I'm not going to be able to get it. You know, yeah drink or something. and I
0: do know my mother was right. a waitress my whole life she was a server the whole way through and we literally I mean you know whether we had a decent meal or potted meat on Friday depended on her tips
3: mm-hmm. right
0: and you know things like that and I know that my friend is a server and in spite of the fact that she needs orthopedic surgery badly she really can't take the time off to do it she can't get a sit-down job that pays what she makes as a server
2: yeah yeah I mean,
0: you know my sister's yeah
2: my sister was a, in uh-huh. the restaurant business in chicago and
0: yeah
2: yeah and now she's a social worker and stuff like that right, she jokes right. that she made she she made more
3: uh-huh.
2: as as a server she's worked fridays and saturdays and make eight hundred dollars a night you know right. Wow. Right.
0: wow! Hey, yeah. a pretty girl in a place with booze can pull in the cash, <laughs> and if right. she's charming and funny, even more so.
2: Right? Yeah. You know, and they would be high, really high and
0: charming and funny. So yeah.
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the fact that your son your your son's name, if you don't mind, that's okay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Is cash, mm-hmm. and you know. I believe. There's you, in
0: tribute to Johnny Cash.
1: Is that the case? I mean, yes, yes, it was. Okay, so obviously a significant figure <laughs> uh, to you, Johnny Cash. Yeah, and, and, and me too. And you know what? This man has been with me my whole life, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when I was when I was <laughs> little, it was all you know country music, you know, "Walk the Line," all this stuff. Because mom and dad would listen to it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was corny. And then, I, then as I got older, you know you know, not to skip too far ahead, but it got to the to the point where he did that album with Rick Rubin and did the remakes of a lot of the grunge music, like
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Hurt, Man Comes Around. That was
2: one of his, yeah, Hurt was a powerful one, because I believe his wife passed away just shortly after oh. making that video. Right. And then it, it was only a month after that that he ended up passing away after making that. Right. So Almost it like was there. kind of a prediction. hmm
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and in fact, our friends at Rock and Roll Heaven did an episode recently where TJ called that the greatest video of all time because it was so moving. Just the way June would walk down the steps, and you know Johnny was. uh, They showed clips from his early career all the way up to now, and he was kind of pretty old. But anyway, and then and then the movie came out, Walk the Line, Mm -hmm. which I I loved, Mm -hmm. and the soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) like i said i I could go on and on you know uh one of the greatest uh performers of all time so so what does he mean you know what does he mean to you i mean what where does your
2: i think he just represents a piece of american pie right there you know he's he's a storyteller you know folk artist yeah and on top of that he had his own very large story you know and i love sunday mornings and um Mm. Yeah, he's like yeah, Sunday morning coming
1: down. But, yep. Yep, that's a great song. That was featured in an episode of Columbo actually that he was in. Really? Yeah.
3: He was in yeah. Columbo?
1: Yeah, he did an episode of Columbo where he was the killer.
0: Of course he
1: was. <laughs> oh, not to that was spoil it for anyone.
0: Yeah, spoiler alert But yeah, right. Uh, but you know, I mean, whenever you'd see an A-list celebrity on Colombo, they were the killer. Yeah. That's just right. why they were there. It's kind of like the movie Hide and Seek. Spoiler alert, folks. If Brando's in a horror movie, he's the murderer. Because that's, that's the fun <laughs> role. That's the fun role.
1: But when I heard okay. that Troy's son was yeah. named Cash, that just kind of clicked with me. I we, Unfortunately, we don't talk enough. We don't get together enough. But it just seemed like there was... There was something intrinsic was like a, about that—a
0: connection he felt to you yeah. that made it more fam, familial. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, Yeah. I mean, uh, before he was born, I'd still even blast some Johnny Cash in the background, and mm-hmm. he, he'd move around in there. <laughs> but, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Now, did so,
0: uh, did his mother have any objections to the name? Did you have to convince um, her?
2: Not too much because she gets. Yeah, Kind of picked my daughter's name. So, okay. and then when it came to cash, it was my turn. <laughs> but oh, no, it, I, yeah. And it, I think it catched to her pretty soon. She liked it. So it worked out. Yeah. And it was funny too. They, in a school, just this last year in a school, they do a um, wax museum where <clears throat> basically the oh. kids represent someone. In history or whatever else. It right. Might be Lincoln or whatever. And they hold up like their name and, and then they have like a little cue card of, I was born in this year. This is what I accomplished. The kids dress up like the person, whether the be Oprah. Cool. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, they kind of do a drawing for it. Well, Cash got Johnny Cash. So.
0: Cash. <laughs> that's <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> so it was fun. Uh-huh. He had his little guitar and this black
1: suit <laughs> I, want, I i kind of wonder i have to wonder if the odds were stacked in his favor to get that uh, to roll that
0: uh, yeah map. that's kind of like wow <laughs> yeah,
1: but that, that's awesome. yeah yeah i
0: don't
2: know if it was planet or <laughs>
0: yeah. right right the yeah. teacher's like well this is just too good
1: yeah right you know i read uh, i read his i think he wrote two autobiographies and i i read the second one i think mm-hmm and when you read it, you realize, I don't know, you get the feeling, you just get the feeling a little bit from it. Oh, that, that it
0: wasn't really that his he, experience.
1: He would embellish his stories a little bit, but I think that that's what they call poetic license, I think. I think that he's, he's such a, in, in essence, such a storyteller. He, he talked about an event on a Thanksgiving dinner where uh, some, some, armed suspects invaded his dinner and held him at gunpoint and he managed to talk them out of uh, doing something rash i found that well, a little bit hyperbolic but it may very well be true Who you
3: knows? yeah
1: i think that yeah. the lesson's more important than the details you know mm-hmm.
2: the- i don't know maybe maybe just like who knows maybe it was like the paper boy knocking on the door to get payment <laughs> you know, yeah. it turned into it turned into these people Armed and his Thanksgiving. Right, right. <laughs> right the real story was
1: the story of redemption <laughs> yeah. people were, we're going to kill him and his family right he, you know he was able to guide them to the light
2: to the light you know so, you right it's important
3: yeah. So. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> i i think that like as as he was a storyteller that I'm sure a lot was embellished by by some, you know, like yeah. It would just make sense, you know. Yeah, in, I think that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah it right.
3: It's
0: not bothersome. It's just you know, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: what do you what do you remember about living in Cincinnati? That's been quite a while. Do you do you remember where it's on the
2: map or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I. I You know, honestly, I was pretty young when we moved out to Illinois. So I don't recall a whole lot when, when I was younger, I was, I had to be like five, maybe around. Yeah. I'm thinking around five. So I don't have a lot of memory from there, Mm -hmm. but, but it does feel like home when I go, when I have been back. I, I mean, I, it's still, you know. Yeah, there's enough memory there that it, that uh, you know everything feels very familiar. You know, yeah.
0: I don't know if you know this, but Cincinnati is one of the most repatriated cities in the in the country. At one point, for like five or six years, it was number one.
1: Repatriated. Yeah, yeah. people who
0: understand. move away move oh, back. Oh,
1: I, I see. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. There's, right. There's a
3: lot of instances right. of that. There's a seems. lot of
0: people coming back because it is kind of like. <laughs> like the the biggest hometown in america you know it's right it has that feeling of connection that small townness but at the same time it also has the big city connections and and, right and Mm -hmm. theater
3: and theater yeah i
0: mean music hall alone yeah
3: yeah
1: Yeah. well Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know grown up i can tell you what it was like being five years old and younger growing up with terry your Mm -hmm. mother (laughs) yeah she was the coolest big sister ever because she would go to summer fair and she'd take you along and go to holiday on ice and she was always just tons of fun so i just i just wondered when we visited mount Carroll the last time in mm-hmm. 2011. Many, I saw many
3: that, years ago. <laughs> I saw that
1: with Izzy and with Cash, too. They absolutely yeah. were completely enamored with Terry. So I wonder, I mean, as, as her son, wouldn't would you say that's kind of the same experience you had? Or,
2: oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know,
1: and yeah. To today it's like that. She's so engaging and just such a fun mm-hmm. person. Oh,
2: she is.
0: I, I do have to ask, as a person whose family moved a lot, by the time I was six, my Barbie knew to lift with her knee. You guys moved a lot too. Did you feel a disconnection with that? I was not good at making friends. I mean, being ADD as a girl, I was also a bit socially awkward. So we would, I went to six elementary schools. So did mm-hmm. that, I mean, you know. Did
1: that nomadic type of uh,
0: yeah
2: ex- experience. And
0: not, not putting anybody down. <laughs>
2: No, no, yeah. yeah, not not necessarily because by the time a lot of moves were being made, I was already a teenager. So, oh, okay. like, there was the first initial move, let's say from Cincinnati and everything else to Rockford, mm-hmm. right. and then it was probably about eight, eight or nine years before we made a, n- more moves. Mm-hmm. So, so I I didn't have. Too much of a hard time adjusting with that stuff, especially Mm -hmm. as a teenager. I, you know, you were more you were more able to jump on your skateboard and still make it into town or whatever you Mm -hmm. needed to do to go visit old friends. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't quite as nomadic,
1: right? We were long. You had long stops uh, at different places like
2: Rockford and then Mm -hmm. Belvedere, right? And yeah, and. Even, like, I made the choice of, you know, of course, bringing this restaurant out here, Mount Carroll, Rockford just got really, really, really bad. You know, I, they they basically shut down Caprini Green and a lot of the um, housing, you know, yeah. in Chicago and built new skyscrapers and stuff like that. Right. But they didn't replace them. So basically, Rockford was getting a kickback, supposedly, that to just bust them in and so we got a lot of we got a lot of transplants yeah and and a lot of them were coming from bad neighborhoods and just Mm -hmm. you know you know and or people that were in good places so so it just really it got bad out there so that's when you know i started having my kids and it was just like i need to move them out here to bayberry (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know you know yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't blame um, you I, I really... and, it, and it was, it was, you know, like it wasn't any one culture or anything like that. It was just, just a lot of like criminals and you know, not wise choices people. Choices people that were yeah. being moved in. Yeah. And um, <coughs> then after a while being out here, I joked that I was like, man, I thought this was Mayberry, but. It's more like northern exposure <laughs> <laughs> a
1: lot of weird undercurrents
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah a in a small town them like it. yeah mm. it's like population 1400 right now so uh-huh. <laughs> well I, yeah well I,
0: everybody I, I, knows your business I,
1: I oh yeah we mom and dad we drove to rockford one time when you guys were there and i kind of know what you mean it, it had a little bit more in common with uh chicago than mayberry i guess um, yeah. 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 Just a little bit. Just um, a little bit.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Speaking of dad, I know mean, I that when you visited us, he really, really enjoyed that summer. I think it was like oh, around yeah. 95 or Absolutely. so that you, that you visited. And you know, mm-hmm. It was an extended stay. It was like, I think it was a couple months. And he just. Yeah.
2: I, I, my, my mom turned around and your sister, yeah. and I think it, the van, her van, wasn't put in park, and I don't know if they were like in the mountains or what. Yeah, no, but I remember so it,
0: that story. They were yeah. down in like, um, yeah, it it fell Smoky off. Smoky Mountains the cliff. or something. Yeah, yeah. In the Smoky Mountains, and it fell
3: off. <laughs>
2: but, yeah. but, so so okay. she couldn't come back to get me.
3: <laughs> ah.
1: So so she parked the car, and she like they got out, they go into the store or something, and they come back, and no more car. <laughs> right. It was just right. gone.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: That is <laughs> he didn't
0: get it back. It was rescued. Really? I'm sorry. The, oh, the story is they went out to the vehicle. They had loaded it with all their stuff. And I think he, he forgot something. And so they went back in and she wasn't even going to go back in with him. She was going to sit in the van. Well,
3: Thank God she But
0: didn't... she went back in right. with him. And when they came back out, it was gone. Wow. They're like, oh, where'd it go?
2: Yeah. 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 It was.
1: She told me some pretty hairy, story, uh, you know, <laughs> hairy stories
2: about when she was truck driving, too. I mean, she, yeah. She That's things.
0: on the podcast.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 She's to this day, well, you can't get her in the driver's seat at this point <laughs> she's oh. game up on that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Like, but <laughs> yeah. But I love, yeah, hanging out with grandma and grandpa out there in Cincinnati. That was a good time. Yeah. They never amount. Yeah. Never made me feel like I was overdoing my stay or anything else like that, and just just great people. Yeah. All right. All right, Troy. So, you
3: know, you know,
1: we're we're about done here, but I wanted to just ask you, you know, what when when you look at the the diet or the general, what is the biggest problem with the
2: American diet today? What it you know from your experience, preservative or or mm-hmm. just the habits or what? I foresee that, of course, the Of course, the chemicals that are in Uh, Mm foods. A lot of them are banned throughout Europe that we still put in foods. The dyes, the the preservatives, the MSGs, all this stuff. That's, of course, up there. Another one is big business like Monsanto and everything else Mm -hmm. where people are being forced a seed that won't replenish. I mean, farmers used to live up Creating their crops off their own seed
3: mm-hmm. for
2: centuries, you know, and they can't do that anymore. But but companies like this Monsanto it can stuff.
0: just way more expensive,
2: right? Well, you'll get Probably. you'll get sued into the ground by Monsanto. But How can well, they do you for that? It, it, because even if one of your seeds or the wind blows something from your field into one of their genetically modified fields. Mm-hmm. They'll go after you. So it's, that's, that's one whole part of it is all that, you know, and the Mm -hmm. hydrogenated oils and all these things that are being put into food and everything else like that. I mean, I think it was Subway that got caught with putting yoga mat material into their buns and their bread. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, they had to admit that they had removed the yoga mat foam from their, their bread. There's just all this odd stuff, but the biggest thing that I foresee right now is with agriculture and the food supply is we're starting to run out of stuff in the restaurants. They have it in stock. They don't have. You couldn't get ketchup in stock. Mm. Yeah, you can't chicken on certain weeks. The supply yeah. and demand is 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 something that's really scary. And right now, if I, I foresee it, if there's any more thing with corona and everything else if there's any more shutdown or anything like that um our food supply is in a very very risky position um because not only are if people aren't working and then the idea of food and supply and all this stuff if people aren't working they don't have the manpower to produce and if you can't produce the prices go up, so you're going to be looking at a twenty five dollar burger because they right. they don't have the manpower to produce it anymore. And mm-hmm. you've seen the same thing with lumber and everything else like that. But you know we're on a really really uh, sketchy line of of some serious problems with food shortage. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: I remember that- I've, I've,
0: that's something that I we commented on recently at the grocery store. Having the shelves, I remember I remember them being so fully stocked. And mm-hmm. they're not stocked like that
2: anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah, and people won't realize yeah. within a matter of days. Yeah. It's all gone, you know. Right. And if you if you don't even have the truckers to move this food, mm-hmm. I I've seen farmers tilling stuff back into the ground because they can't they don't they can't mm-hmm. do anything with it. I've seen them you know, like killing off their own cattle because they can't afford to feed them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. So. That's, that's, that's one of the main things that, that, and then between the droughts and the wildfires on top of it, California took big, big, big loss. I mean, they, even the crops that were available were covered in so much soot that they couldn't be sold, you know? Yeah. What?
1: So. I mean, we see a huge surge right now, apparently, with the variant COVID. And mm-hmm. you wonder why. Well, you know, it's still an ever present danger, but I guess when you think about it, you can be slowly um, starved to death <laughs> or, you know, you can, you can take on the virus, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. What are you going to do? So, mm-hmm. right. And when, when, like, when, let's say we go through shutdown and, and, economically like start to suffer a little bit and people aren't working because a Mm -hmm. lot of them don't even have to right Right. now. I say when, 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 when we're dealing with these things here, the third world countries are literally dying because they, they're not getting their resources, you know? I mean, so like, yeah. yeah. So like, this is an economic problem for the world, but obviously, but food's going to be one of the major things, and then I I still say I still I still have a basement stocked up with supplies, just not for gloom and doom. But I really feel like you know we already saw it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw we already saw it once last year. You know the shelves right. were empty, right. and uh, so if we didn't heed that as a warning, <laughs> you know, like right, right. Yeah, we have that.
0: We have I stocked up on. Filter straws. You can buy them on Amazon for less than fifteen. Bucks. What they do is uh, they suck the water through. You can use them like in um, bodies of water, creeks, and stuff, and it yep. filters the water. We have those. We also keep at least two five-gallon things of water available, and we have two forty-gallon uh, water heaters, so we're good on water. If if that happens, yeah. But obviously I'm not talking about like a zombie apocalypse or anything. I don't think they're going to get that many people to try bath salts. And for a while, I, the naive Midwest person I am, thought that it was actually bath salts. I didn't realize it was the name of a type of drug. (laughs)
3: Yeah, right. So (laughs) you actually went into
0: Whole Foods
2: or something. Yeah,
3: right.
0: right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This will turn me into a zabby. You (laughs) know, you can
0: make those at home. (laughs) Um, but, uh, But yeah. So, so yeah, we have that. And then I keep the. Whenever they're 10 for 10, I buy the packets of tuna, just so we have the protein and, and all that stuff.
2: So. Yeah, I and definitely I'm, stocked up on the jarred and canned foods, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And and we have like, we have sunflower oil, we have olive oil, we have, you were talking about like the, the hydrogenated, hydrogenated oils, and mm-hmm. we don't really use those anymore. And that's part of the keto Bible, if you will.
3: Sure. No right.
0: corn, no canola, no vegetable. Right. Um, you know, so. Well,
3: why don't we love
0: yeah. sesame oil?
1: Ugh. Why don't so, yeah. we let uh, you know? I, I've both uh, had my last question for Troy, but why don't yeah. we let you have your traditional last question uh-huh. for our guest?
0: Yeah. So one thing that I ask the guests at the end of the podcast is: Is there something that we didn't ask about that you would have expected us to? Or that right you know, off the right hand
3: about.
2: You know, I think we covered mm, uh, the majority of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I believe so.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, it has been a pleasure. We need yeah. to get together in person. It's just far mm-hmm. too long. You think about 10 years ago, probably the last time I sat across the table and had a big poop. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, I
2: think it's going on 11. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> is, is there anything that you want to advertise?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I I've got a station coming up here soon that's gonna be lucid news just covering current events. I don't have anything wrapped up on that yet though. But okay. yeah. We'll that's uh, that. that's
0: supposed to be a radio endeavor, just for the listeners. Yeah um say
2: mm-hmm.
0: is it going to be kind of a podcast style or just like more of a radio show?
2: It's probably gonna start it more podcast style and then uh work it into a YouTube format.
0: Okay uh um, yeah. and will we be able to call and harass you i mean
2: absolutely uh, comments. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, this is
2: looking forward to really
0: it yeah. really yeah,
1: have you ever heard <laughs> where, where they say we're gonna do our viewer
0: mm-hmm. we're going do our
1: viewer mail today or our listener yeah. mail to, and it's always the same person yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah that's lisa here's fred again with uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no 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 all right.
0: but uh but yeah we do I, we used to listen to a lot of radio yeah yeah,
1: yeah. okay all right man we love you it's good, it's good to we see you. With you yeah um oh absolutely just know. the babies for us
0: if there's something <laughs> yeah. else you want to talk about or when you start your radio show we can come back on and and you know you can advertise it and give all your socials and all that stuff
2: yeah very cool Do you
0: want to list your socials now or there's nothing really to
2: oh uh, there's nothing really a list at the yeah. moment i don't think yeah
0: yeah we i, I think we said that philip was like terry would you like to list your socials and she just kind of paused for a moment and Catholic. it was yeah she just laughed
2: <laughs> yeah. it's like
0: what are socials
2: <laughs> here's my mailing address <laughs> yeah,
0: right.
1: Yeah, right. Here's, <laughs> and here's my phone number. <laughs> yeah, here's my
2: yeah.
0: phone number and my address
2: <laughs> all right we'll talk to you again soon okay Okay, yeah, we'll definitely have to, yeah, I love you guys too, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to set something up here soon. I know we always say it, but I, I'll have to get out, get out there or something. Right, 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 well, all right, mm-hmm. cool, okay. see you then, all right, bye. all right, all right. sounds good, bye.
0: Hey listeners, it's Lisa,
2: and Phil,
0: from Yeah, Uh-huh,
1: how are we doing?
0: We love feedback,
1: please use our socials to let us know what you think,
0: we have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh huh, pod.
1: Instagram.
0: Yeah, uh huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh huh, pod. Notice the pattern. pattern. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.
2: Yeah, and with Grandpa, it was funny one time even, because he would get in the car, and right across the street, there was a drive-thru mm-hmm. where he could pick up beer and cigarettes or his Paul Malls or whatever. Yeah. And one night, I was just like, because it was literally across the street, and he still drives there. Mm-hmm. And I, he's just sitting there in his jeans and a white t-shirt. and I'm like, Grandpa, how about we just walk over there? He's like, what? Walk <laughs> over there? Yeah, come on, let's just walk over there. It's right across the street. <laughs> he's like, oh, God, goddamn it! <laughs> and it, so he's like, "Hold on, let me get ready." And, it, and he went in his bedroom. He comes back out with a like an old, like sports coat on, and like a bow tie, and an old hat, and a cane. <laughs> like, well, right, if we're gonna walk over there, I'm gonna embarrass you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds like
1: Yep. Yep. That tells. That reminds me. One time on his birthday, I I, I like these shirts. I saw it in a movie. I think it was called uh, "Get Shorty," and and I think John Travolta was wearing this cool. I thought it was a cool shirt. It was a collarless shirt. But it was a button-down shirt. I thought, "Well, that's pretty cool, man." I think I'll. start seeing them in stores, you know. So I got uh-huh. one for myself, and I wore it, and and, and and then I got one for him, and it was all black, short-sleeved. And he went in <laughs> and put it on, and then he grabbed it and buttoned it all the way to the top. And then he grabbed the Bible, and he came out with the Bible, and he was like, "Now nah, I want you to put your hand," <laughs> like he was a priest, right? like he was a priest. Right? Yeah, that
3: yeah. <laughs> so, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That, that that kind of told me what he thought about the style of that shirt. <laughs>